Good morning, everyone. This is Jeff from the Cyber Pro Podcast, back with another episode today. We have Russell Eubanks, who is the CEO of his own company, and we're going to spend a few minutes talking to him about who he is, what he does, and kind of get his thoughts about where things might be going. And on that, question number one, Russell, thank you for being with us today. We appreciate your time, and please tell our viewers a little bit about yourself and what you do. It's absolutely my pleasure to be here. Looking forward to this conversation for a long time. So Russell Eubanks, been in cybersecurity long before we used the word cyber, really uh, enjoyed the privilege I've had. I've literally started at the bottom and moved my way up to the top to be able to literally lead large teams at large organizations as the chief information security officer. A year and a half ago, decided it'd be a great time to go out on my own. That's what I've been doing now with my company, Security Ever After. We say we help companies who lost their CISO stay protected from cybersecurity risk until they find a replacement. Wonderful. So let's dig into that a little bit. Tell us a little bit more about your company and what is the most fascinating part about being a CEO of your own company during these silly times. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. In my last job, I was privileged to work and uh, lead teams at the Federal Reserve Bank of Atlanta, a fantastic organization, especially this last couple of years. But it required a lot of travel. And so I was complaining about all my traveling, all my commuting and all the things that I was doing. And then, of course, nobody's really traveling. And so some of the reasons to help push me over the edge, uh, not a factor anymore. But the thing I like about it is to shift my focus from one very systemically important organization to now literally working with many different types of companies, many different industries, the companies, uh, the types of problems that they're having, uh, and the ability to come in and help them uh, with experience and exposure in lots of different uh, companies, both as a full-time employee, uh, as well as with a consulting background to help them you know, get over the issues or help them see, perhaps with a new perspective, how to face the challenges that they have. So that's just been incredible. Uh, and that's how I'm thinking about it and just a, an amazing uh, opportunity that I've had. Yeah, you hit on a good note there uh, when you say looking at different perspectives, working with different clients. Um, and so I'm going to pull back a little bit on that and, you know, ask the question of <clears throat> regardless of where you sit in the cybersecurity stack, you know, the common voice and the common message is that uh, cybersecurity is no longer an afterthought. It is something that is critical to the mission of almost every company, um, whatever that means to them. Um, when you hear a question like that, what does it mean to you? Yeah, so many jobs ago, my boss's boss made a statement when I was giving a briefing for the senior leadership team on cybersecurity. And, and I always chose to think it was a rhetorical question. I never answered it. Her question was this, if cybersecurity is a top risk, what are we doing to treat it that way? If cyber is a top risk, what are we doing to treat it that way? All of a sudden, when she said that, again, I never answered it, but I would sit up straight in my chair. I would really pay attention and it would hit me the weight of the responsibility I had to brief her and the other senior leaders on the work that the team I was privileged to lead was working on. And that really helps me by saying, you know what? Maybe it won't be a top risk forever, but it is right now. Maybe it's not the top risk. Maybe it's risk number two. How can we have that focus and remember to treat it a special way? Because you know we don't want to spend our time on risk number 100. Because if we spend our time on risk 100, we're not going to be able to spend as much time as we should on whatever the top risks might be. Right now, we're enjoying the fact that it's a top risk. 
maybe someday it won't be a top risk, but for now it is. And so how can we respond by giving it the due attention it deserves? Again, that question, if cybersecurity is a top risk, what are we doing to treat it that way? It has served me so well with so many uh, different um, projects I've worked on. Yeah, uh, it is a top risk. It is not getting smaller. At least none of us, I think we would all would agree that that it is not going to get smaller anytime soon. Uh, we can go down that rabbit hole a little bit later. But, um, you know, so you talk about, you know, that specific team from so long ago and the multiple teams that you've worked with since then. So every team has a different culture. And I know that you wanted to spend a, a few minutes sharing with us about molding the culture of your security team to align with organizational goals. Let's talk about that. Yeah, it's so important to me. I think something that is so unique, and if we're not careful as cybersecurity leaders, whatever our title is, as leaders, we're going to miss out on this. This idea of what are things that only we can do? What are some things that only we can do? We can decide to stay busy doing cyber things and going to meetings and all, all that's important. And if we're not careful, we're going to miss out on why the company exists. The best way to figure that out, go to the company intranet side or maybe the company website or maybe the company social media site or all of those and literally look for the mission, the vision, the values, or maybe the strategic priorities. You might have one of those, you might have all of those, but that is, it says, why is your organization in business? What is it that they're trying to achieve? And then on purpose, with a purpose, what you can do is to decide, hmm, instead of saying I'm busy because there's APT and I'm busy because there's ransomware and I'm busy because there's things to patch, all that's true. What if I change my perspective to say, the reason I work here is, and just something as simple as copy paste the words from say the company's mission statement, the Red Cross, their mission statement is to serve the most vulnerable. What if, if you happen to work there, uh, just for this example, what if you said, the reason I'm going to make sure my Windows systems are fully patched is, my job is to help serve the most vulnerable. All of a sudden we get to connect the dots of the things that I'm doing. The Red Cross doesn't exist for Cyber but connect the dots to help the organization meet its objectives by understanding that, casting vision for that, you and the team that you're privileged to lead can stand out. And all of a sudden the business doesn't have to learn cyber. The business can understand how you're aligning and giving value to uh, the business. Wow, very, very well put. Thank you for that. Um, question number five, fun question. Let's wrap it up. We got a little deep there. Let's uh, lighten it up a little bit. Uh, we love to ask folks because, you know, honestly, most of our, our podcastees are, are, you know, kind of in the same age range. We're kind of all alike a little bit. Uh, so we'd like to ask, what is your favorite piece of retro technology that always makes you smile? Every time, uh, without question, it's back in the late 70s. I'm old. I've been around for a while, but I'll never forget my grandfather, the person I got my name from, Russell Bellarmore. Um, he came home with the first generation Sony Walkman. I didn't know what it was, but I knew it looked cool and I knew I needed to get one. It caused me to start and sustain my obsession with technology, computer security, and all those things that goes way back then. Uh, and, and for me, absolutely version one of the Sony Walkman. Fantastic. Love it. It's, it's, it's amazing when we think back on the path that we took, what were those little stones that made an impact and in some cases changed the trajectory of where we went and how we got to here today. 
So that's fascinating. Um, I know that some of our viewers would like to find out a little bit more about what you do, Russell, maybe a little bit more about your company. If they want to do that, what's the best way to get a hold of you? The best way, go to my website, securityeverafter.com. Information, how to connect with me. My email address is at russell at securityeverafter.com. Any questions, anything I can do to help, please let me know. I'd be happy to help out and really enjoy that aspect of the work that I'm able to do now. Brilliant. Well, thank you again for your time. We're going to wrap this up with me pitching my own podcast. As you know, the Cyber Pro Podcast puts out two to three episodes every week. We look forward to seeing you again next time. Thank you so much. Thanks, everybody.